Let's go. Compassion. It's a word I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's a uh, something that I never really had most of my life. I've been up and I've been down. I have faced a lot of trials and tribulations in my days. And one thing I've learned these past six months is compassion. And to have compassion for those who believe and think differently from your belief system. And it's something I really feel that we're losing in today's world. And it breaks my heart a lot of the time. I think when I was younger, I just wanted to get angry about it. And I wanted to join the fight. I used to be very divisive. And I was good at getting a reaction out of people. And I'm at a point in my life now where I see the reaction I was always going for, that I was always trying to get, was a negative one. Now I'm trying to really figure out in this world and in this landscape what positive reaction can do. I don't know yet, and I'm not really sure, but that is one of my new journeys for this show, and it's something that I hope anybody listening can get something out of. I hope that really what I can do is bring people together and this this is not going to be for everybody. Not everybody's going to want to be brought together. But I'm hoping that through listening, digesting, understand understanding, I can't even speak, and caring about what someone else thinks even though it might be different from myself that I can have compassion for them. And then I can also understand the reason why they think what they think. Someone might believe something negative or bad, but I don't think immediately wanting to devolve into punching them or fighting with them or arguing with them is the best option. Even if they think something kind of ugly. If anything, true compassion is putting yourself in someone else's shoes who might have a real negative view of the world. And perhaps that they had that view because their life is bad. Maybe they don't even actually believe or think deep down. You know, I, I, I think for a lot of the time when I would believe something, or I would get real angry about something, it would be because there was other things wrong in my life. There was other things wrong in my life with my relationship with 
my parents uh, were there for lack of. Maybe there was something socioeconomic. I grew up real poor. So it made me kind of hard, and I've been hardened by life. And I'm very grateful that I had my back against the wall a bunch of times because it's made me better and stronger than I can ever imagine being. But there's a side effect to where I just got real negative, mean, and inflammatory. And what my journey in Nashville has become is me moving away from that. I feel grateful that that's not not something I ever really showed on the podcast. This has always been something that's been giving me a way to escape the worst parts of myself and let the best parts of myself come to the light. And of course, as always, I am here should you need a bass player or producer or a friend, feel free to email me, thepoptimistpodcast at gmail.com. I also have Instagram, the underscore poptimist. Heaven for an ex-pay
Welcome to the Poptimist. Today we have. You want to give yourself your own intro? Um, I'm Alexis Sasky from Tennessee Muscle Candy. Welcome. <laughs> the Queen of Queens, the Queen of East Nashville, oh. is here with us today. He's so sweet. I had the pleasure of seeing you play at the High Watt a few weeks ago with Lasso Spells. Oh, they're so great. They were fantastic. They're amazing. And I have to say, my favorite song from that night was uh, Why Do I Get So Weird Around You? Yay! Is that the name of it? Yes, it's yes. called Weird Around You. And I'm so excited to record that and put that one out. Are you going to do that as your next one? Um, yes, absolutely. Okay, oh, yeah. Playing it for sure. Yeah. Um, me and uh, some people from Quiet Oaks right now are trying to get that one recorded. What's Quiet yeah. Oaks? Is that a recording uh, They're a band. Okay. Uh, they're actually the people that party I was telling you about. Uh-huh. They live right around over there. They're uh-huh. new in town. They're from Utah. And, uh, Utah? Yeah. Are Utah they Mormons? Kids. They all grew up Mormon. Heck and yeah, then they, they did. left. And then they left. They're bad, bad kitties. Interesting. Yes, but they're amazing. So they've, uh, a couple of them have been playing in Tennessee Muscle Candy as well. Okay. Uh, so actually, like, the bass player and the drummer uh, that night at the High Wall, uh-huh. they're, they're in Quiet Oaks. Okay. They're cool. amazing as well. God, there's just so many wonderful bands in town. There are. Yeah. yeah, there's really something special, I think, happening in Nashville right now because there's mm-hmm. so much influx of work yeah. and there's so much happening that it's making it possible for mus- musicians to move here and then drive for Uber or Lyft yeah. or get a day job at a coffee shop or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's a very creative, artistic, encouraging community. Absolutely. For the most part, there's a lot of bullshit too. Oh, absolutely. The The politics and just ridiculous things about some stuff, but luckily there's so many great things and wonderful people to combat that for sure. I've just been overwhelmed with like gratitude for the friendships that I've made here. That's the only thing keeping me here, you know, it's just the relationships I've cultivated and, oh, I mean, I can't, it's just countless people who have helped me. I'm nothing without the help of, you know, my homies. That's what's really special about this place. Mm-hmm. There, There is a sense of community here, and it's almost like we're our own little island yeah. from the rest of the world because no one else is going to fucking help us. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's it's kind of like a self-sustaining culture. Yeah. Where we do have system. to all, yeah, we all mm-hmm. have to team up and kind of work together. Absolutely. It's pretty wild. But, um, yeah, I freaking love it. But, yeah, we will be doing that song. Good. Shout out Reno Bo. That's who I wrote that song with, and I'm really excited about it. It's good. I, yeah. Your influences are so interesting because it's like really heavy music, but also the total 50s girl group. <laughs> yeah. And it marries those two sounds well. Cool. And it's original. Like, it is you personified. And I think oh. everything has, I have this theory that everything's already been done with mm. music. And basically, yeah. we're at a point now where everything is just kind of like a mashup of something that already exists in some way. And it is up to the artist to decide what exactly that is and for them to represent themselves. And yeah. when I saw you play with Tennessee Muscle Candy, it blew me out of the water just because it was like, okay, this is 100% original and authentic. <laughs> this is real. Like, this is who it really is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank absolutely. You. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's kind of every time, because I'm still, I'm not like a seasoned songwriter or anything. Like, I guess I've always kind of written, um, but I never, 
really let myself write what I wanted to write. Um, I actually I used to write on Music Row like really a lot. Oh, there's some backstory to my life that you don't even know about. Um, well, fill fill uh, fill me in. I used to have this kind of like a development deal with Sony as a Christian artist. Really? My career has like 180. Like, Did you grow up in a religious no. family? Yeah, yeah, and they still are, like, um, which is cool. Like, I'm, I'm down with it. I just didn't, I just wasn't feeling the music there. You know, they, they really. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just real stiff. Yeah, it was interesting. There's how no it sex happened. in it. Yeah, no, there, there isn't. Um, in a way, but uh, um, yeah, I just. It just uh, wasn't really me. I, when I moved here and I was doing that, I didn't know who I was completely yet. I had never really been out away from, you know, my home in Texas. And really when I moved here, uh, that's what changed everything. Um, and it was Sony that made me, ask me to move to Nashville um, so I could work with them more closely. But it was, you know, every time we wrote, it was just like I was really young and I had only ever written Christian music before, and it's, you know, really? subject matter can only be so much in the CCM world. You can't really um, say everything you want to say, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one thing that came up with my songwriting. They were like, okay, well, you can't say that. That's that's a little too honest. What were and like, they... for, that to, for that to be in, involved in songwriting, I think, is just kind of, that's extremely blocking right what were there. they what were they saying that was too honest um, what did they just, not like i don't know like things that everyone deals with when it comes to spirituality and religion like doubt questioning things and question and the the low times that come with everything i mean even in the bible you know there's people that have really low times and hard times and i guess they just don't want to hear about that they just want me, my brand for them, which is what they were creating, was like a brand and like a packaged thing, mm-hmm. you know, something to sell. My brand was that they wanted for me was not the like, you know, hard on a sleeve artist. It was like cute and fun and like soulful and just like, yeah, smiley girl, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, and, and that's great, but I, I, I just didn't know who I was yet. I had not had enough life experience at the time, I, I think, for me. So how old were you when this, it was a development they, deal? Yeah, they started courting me, I think, when I was about 19, because um, I won this big, and, and it was really more like I was 20, because I had, I had just turned 20 right after we started talking. So it, it was a few years of, of just, like, emailing back and forth um, with them. I had won this big competition in Las Vegas, like a singing thing. And, like, I want a car and all this stuff. What? Yeah, it was crazy. What kind of car? It was a Dodge Caliber. <laughs> I sold it immediately. Really? Yeah, I got Like a Jeep, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you got that. See, there's so much of, I feel like, this career and anything artistic where you have to have that mindset where you have to flip right away. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. That's got value. Sell it because I need other things. Yeah. But, How much I mean, did you sell it for? Uh, 14000 right? What? That. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Did the, what did you do with the money? Did you, like, buy gear and shit? Oh, God. I don't even want to talk about that You just part. blew through it when you were 20. No, I didn't. No. God, it gets so much more complicated. It's, like, for, like, that's for, like, a whole other show. That, <laughs> that whole subject. Show me... Oh, God. We'll talk about that on the next one. Okay. Fair. <laughs> but back yeah. to the development deal. 
Yeah. You were writing. It wasn't. It wasn't a fit. How yeah. long did that whole process? Oh man, take? I feel like once I lived in Nashville for about eight months. I think that's how about how long it took me. Maybe over like a year because the person I was writing with, the person that I chose to really write with the most, um, he was like, you're not a Christian artist. He's like, you might be a Christian, but you're not a Christian artist. He's like, you've got too much more to you. Like, and so, and he's like a huge Christian writer. I will not mention his name, sure. but he, he does amazing things. Uh-huh. Like he's wonderful. And he was like my dream writer and producer to work with. I, uh-huh. I love him. He's enormous. Uh, but even he was like, whoa, like, we need to do something else with you. But of course, if you're not going to be wholesome, Class, then you have to be Classic music business. This is what nasty. you are. Yeah. So, like, they, they took me from being this wholesome girl to, like, wanting... They pitched songs to me when I, when I decided to not be, like, go down the CCM route. They were just like, okay, here, then just be, like... Lady Gaga and Rihanna, you know, at the time, who were, like, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, I'm not that just either. No <laughs> I'm not ready to go, 100% like... 100% product. Yeah, they need you to be 100% this or 100% that. It's yeah. Because that's, it's easier to sell, you know, when you're extreme. Yeah. So, I was like, whoa, I am not about to, like, be some nasty, like, I, I, which, nothing against that, but that's just not me. Like, sure. <laughs> you know, like, that's wonderful, but... I was I was like no I like this is a time of discovery for me so it's like I don't want to be extremely this or that yet mm-hmm. I just want to go figure myself out and uh, so I started playing on the streets with my friends and that's how Tennessee Muscle Candy started really mm-hmm. me and Matt and Andy Prince they uh they came here uh, with the Wheeler brothers with uh, this is probably before you were here but they had this I've been band here called... for three years okay they had this band called the Gills. I don't know if you remember the Gills, but they were enormous. They're still, like, my favorite rock and roll band that's ever been in Nashville. Um, they're amazing. And I uh, got together with those guys, lived with them. We were, they were my family, you know. Actually going to one of their weddings this weekend. <laughs> nice. Very <laughs> but, cool. But, uh, yeah, he, um, they're, they're wonderful people. But, uh, yeah, we started playing on the streets, and that was really the greatest education and music and life and oh, I don't know man it was just it was the best thing ever yeah did you we, play down on Broadway on Broadway yeah we used to busk on Broadway because it was winter we didn't have heat in our house we lived in out in Antioch yeah and um good old Antioch Antioch yeah oh god the Gills Estate but um yeah we we needed heat and none of us really we didn't have money at all so we uh went and played and we made some like over $300 that night and so we were like well maybe we should do this more <laughs> what did so, you sing what songs did you do oh man I remember the first song we started with uh, was What's Going On by Marvin Gaye that was the first one wow yeah. then we played some ACDC we did uh, Shook Me All Night Long <laughs> everything from that and we did MGMT like Electric Feel dude I fucking Michael Jackson. Love MGMT yeah, dude, we did everything, and uh, it was just me, bass, and drums. So it was interesting, dude. That's all you really need. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible, though. They're like Matt and Andy are just like the most stellar rhythm section. They're brothers, first uh-huh. of all. Okay, that and that adds plus uh, ten to right? any rhythm section. Yeah, dude, they're they're a powerhouse. They know I love them, um, and they were, oh, dude, it was unreal. It was they're 
it's like playing with the force of nature. Like we were doing Led Zeppelin with no guitar and you could not even notice that there was no guitar because they were just filled every space yet. Oh, I can't even, I can't even get into them. They're amazing. It was, it was amazing. There's still some of my favorite musical moments were on the street, you know? Um, and I finally got to play the Ryman last month. Congratulations. And thank you. That was That's a huge that achievement. Fun. Um, Who did you play with? Uh, this artist called Anderson East. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really familiar. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's like a, a it's like soul blue. It's like soul and blues kind of like mashed together. He's mm -hmm. really great. His voice is like phenomenal. But um, most people know who he is. Unfortunately, because he dated Miranda Lambert for like a oh, while. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, but it was like in the past now. I hate that. That's like I told my family who I was singing with, and they're like, "Oh, Miranda Lambert's boyfriend." I'm like, "Oh my god, Ex that he is boyfriend. so much more than that." I know, and I'm just, it pains me. Yeah, he's he's awesome. That was that was really fun. I still like playing on the street better. Did you cry? The dudes, absolutely, I did. Yeah, I, I might cry. <laughs> I was. I definitely cried. It was overwhelming. And what was crazy is that none of my friends or family could be there. It was the same night as Bob Fest, and like so, all of my friends were playing Bob Fest, including my boyfriend. Like, so it was just like an experience for me, Shit. and like you know, like only for me. So like, I, there was nobody for me to look at in the crowd and be like, "Hi," you know. It was just only for me what was it like standing on that stage oh haunting like how so you could just feel the presence of the past there so strong like it's a spiritual place it's Ryman. a spiritual place and it's the mother church man it is like it was a church and there's a lot of spiritual remnants there oh yeah and just living you know, in those pews dude yeah and on that stage man there's a more, There's something. Yeah. And, I, and I've played on lots of stages that size, like singing, like backup. That's my other job. I sing a lot of backup vocals for other bands and artists. And um, it, there's no stage that like compares to the Raymond. And I, I can't, under, I, I don't even understand it myself, but it's almost like the stage is haunted by good things, you know? <laughs> yeah. By good spooky. Energy. Yeah. It's like good good energy Casper the friendly ghost yeah it's totally oh god I want to watch that now I need it's to a classic it. it's Halloween it takes, it takes place in uh, in my home state are you serious Maine. where's your oh dude yeah I want to go to Maine so bad like ridiculously bad why do you want to go I want to go whale watching in Maine okay. I want to eat lobster in Maine also this is really this is so embarrassing but like the main reason is because I started watching that show called Once Upon a Time on Netflix. Does that take place like in Maine? Years ago. Yes, it's called Storybrooke, Maine. And I didn't know that. Yeah, oh my god. Me and my boyfriend, that was like one of the things we did. Like We've been together for like almost six years now, and we started watching that show like when it first came out. And it just looked so beautiful, and it was cold all the time. It always, it's fucking cold all the yes! time. Yes, and I love that. Like, and my boyfriend, he's like a cold freak. He loves being cold. Um, 
and it just looks so romantic and like it's not like all hustle and bustle it looks so like it's nice. it's america's small town except the state i love it i grew up in a super small town called brunswick brunswick i've heard of yeah that. it's uh where Bowdoin college is and it's also where um Uncle Tom's Cabin was written. No way. Yeah. Wow. That's a claim to, to fame. And, and the uh, the owner of Sabian Drums, he also lived there. I think his really? wife was from there. Yeah. Wow. And uh, J- uh, Joshua Chamberlain, Civil War hero, Whoa. was also, um, he went to Bowdoin College in Brunswick. Wow. And there was a, a statue of him down da- uh, downtown in Brunswick, like uh-huh. right on the edge of campus, and people would always go and stick like a dildo on him. Oh my god! On a hero? <laughs> yeah, on a, on a hero. Come on, kids. Get it together. But, uh, oh my god. Yeah, I'm from <laughs> That's a... That's the wrong guy to be putting stuff on. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, people would always go up and take uh, take pictures of it. Oh my god, there's plenty of Confederate statues for, for that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, but my uh, my hometown is actually one town over from where Stephen King is from. Whoa! Yeah, so Stephen King Another spent his childhood. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, um, in a town called Durham, which I actually lived in for a year. Which is also just another, just like it's all country. Day. So country. have you seen Castle Rock? I haven't seen Castle you Rock. You gotta no. watch Castle is Rock, it good? man. If you love Stephen King, fuck yeah! It's like all his characters kind of like merging into this crazy story. Plus, what's his name from It? Isn't it? Also, Sissy Spacek from Carrie. Yeah, that's cool. And she's not Carrie in it. Like, it's crazy. He's just using. Oh, that's my phone. I should You're probably good. put that on silent. <laughs> but who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, I really love that It movie. I thought it was fantastic. Dude, it's the best. I love that. I bought it, and I kind of have a weird crush on the clown. It's weird. It's like a phenomenon. It's a real thing that happened. I think it's because old Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård, he's super freaking hot in real life. This is, this so is that's the all I see. What I of what see everybody it. else says. No, all everybody I see else is like, terrified dude, of killer clowns, and you have a crush on. I. Them. It's like a weird thing that happened. It's like an unexplained phenomenon because all so many girls have a crush on. It and I don't think it's that I like him. This is the first time I'm it. hearing about this. Okay, so that's the thing. I'm gonna Look take your word for Look, it. Google it. Why do so many girls I, I, want? I feel like it's just gonna be a message board of of you posting. <laughs> it's just me. Just 100 catfishing um, myself in the world. <laughs> just like I I love Bill Skarsgård's amazingly beautiful and talented. He was great in it. Um, he was amazing. He brought like. So much new stuff to the character. Mm-hmm. It was know? way more three dimensional than. Oh yeah, I mean uh, Tim Curry was great. Tim Curry was amazing, but um, he was way more. It was less of like a gag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. way more like he was like, he was up at night making notes, thinking like, yeah. if I was an interdimensional demon, <laughs> what would I? How would I treat these kids? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah. They both definitely brought their own flavor. To the to the dish there, but uh, poor, you know, and in Tim Curry's time, the damn graphics were just like that, it was. Not ter- that movie was terrifying good. when I was a kid. Yeah, and now it's not scary no. at all. I went, sheesh! I, I was really hoping it would be scary, but we're so spoiled with like modern day graphics and all the all the stuff mm-hmm. that makes the shit so scary, like the stop motion stuff when the stuff comes after you yeah. out of nowhere and the painting that woman. Oh God. So scary, but yeah, Bill Skarsgård. Um, all I see when he when the 
things being scary. I'm just like, you're so talented and beautiful. Look at you doing so good. Like, I saw someone dressed as his version of Pennywise the other night. Oh, God. When I was out driving. It was Friday night. And uh, he was just like on the side of the road with a balloon <gasps> waving at people. Oh, my God. It was right over. You know where <sighs> those, um, those real bougie uh, apartments are? Everywhere now? Yeah, everywhere <laughs> in East Nashville now. Yeah. But it, it's like right, it's right behind, I don't know. I don't know where the fuck it is. It's by, it's by, it's by Murder Kroger. Oh, okay. Those apartments over there. Fantastic. So Murder Kroger's right here. This is Gallatin. Yeah. It's like on West Eastland or some shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he was. Wow. He was just standing there. And he had, he had some friends with him, but he had to like step back a few feet from his friends. And as soon as he saw us coming, he was like waving to wow. us. Wow. It was a good costume. His makeup was fucking good. Oh, uh, did he? he was, was his head bulging? Did he have a head bulger on? He, he had something. Maybe he just had a big it ass was, forehead. I don't it know. It was convincing. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember when that movie came out in theaters, people were putting, uh, tying red balloons to the grates of oh, like, yeah. storm drains. I love that. <laughs> well, the year of the, um, of the election, 2016, ah. there was like this weird fucking phenomenon where all these clowns were popping up all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Oh, I remember it, that. It was like a weird psychological point when America was just breaking. Yeah. It was like a fever. It was trying to mentally sweat out. There was oh. some parasite in us. Everybody, yeah. it was the beginning of hatred. It was like everybody yeah. was just hating each other so much. So but much conflict. It was uh, it was the angriest summer of my life. <laughs> and I just remember that whole time. Every couple yeah. of weeks, there was a killer, like, mock killer clown report. Oh, wow, yeah, it's so weird. It's so strange. I think a bunch of... And then a lot of people dressed up like clowns because of that. I think they were like going into places. Yeah. Yeah, trying to freak people out. Fucking around. So scary. Dude, that's a good one. It's like a gang. Yeah, it is. A clown gang. But not not ICP. No. No. Because they're, you know, they got their thing. They got their thing. They're just there to hang out and smoke weed. They're chilling. Yeah. And like talk about magnets. Yeah. And like, you know. Drink Fago. Fago. Fago Moon Mist, man. The good shit. Only yeah. the finest. Fago. Uh, I used to be able to buy Fago at this place across the street from my house. It was called Douglas Market. Uh-huh. And it is not there anymore. They tore it down last year. And now there are these fancy, fancy, like, retail on the bottom, condos on the top going up. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I used to be able to go in there, like, anytime and go buy some Fago. Mix it with some stuff, you know? With some vodka. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah. That just reminds Terrible, me Terrible, just of, the most disgusting drinks. Of of Trailer Park uh, Boys. You ever watch Trailer Park oh, Boys? yes, absolutely. How, how they cut, they're, they're like two liters and they use them as cups on, <laughs> on the bottom. I always love that. That's how Maine really is. See, you think Maine is like, uh, what was that TV show called? Like Romantic Storybook of it's, Once it's, Upon a Time. It is not like that. It's like Trailer Park Boys. Oh my God. That is what Maine is really like. I need to find the places that are like tailored for like tourists like me. To just there's a, there's me. a lot of places like that. But if Let me you... know where the Broadway of Maine is because that's probably who I am. Secretly and honestly. You will be able to go to Portland. Portland is good, okay. but... It's kind of like having roaches in your house. Oh, okay. They scatter when the lights come on. Ooh. So they're they're everywhere around. Okay. <laughs> and you could you could find them pretty easy. Yeah. But it's a real uh 
Oh, it's a real. There's a lot of like low class, lowbrow living in Maine. I mean, that's, that's what I come from. You. Well, heck yeah, right on. I that's Maine sounds lovely. It is. I'm gonna visit there soon. So, what do you have in the works right now? What shows do you have coming up? Um, November eighteenth, we are just found out we're headlining um, at the Cobra, so that's gonna nice. be fun. And I, I haven't been there since um, all of the the tragedy over there. So all right, not because of it, mm-hmm. but just just have been doing other things. So I'm happy to get back over there and show Cobra some love because that's like my favorite place ever. It's my favorite stage to perform on of like like ever. I just freaking love Cobra so much. What do you like about it? Um, I like how tiny the stage is and how vibey it is. I don't like playing on too big of stages. I like being close to my boys, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you just feel like more of a brat pack, kind of. Sure, totally. Yeah, and you can just really vibe on each other, and it's just a closeness that I like about it. And, um, I just like the laid-back atmosphere. So chill. And they they really vibed it up, like, in their senses become Cobra. I love it. Which so which stage are you referring to? Are you referring to the one in like the bar or that one in the the one that was like two bar two? Okay. Yeah, the big with the actual not the like the Neverland Ranch secret door that you have to go (laughs) through to get through. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, not the not the one by the bar. I wonder if they can hear that. They could probably hear it. Yes, it's your uh, shoes. It's your shoes. They're they're actually very nice. Thank you. They were nine dollars. Where'd you get them from? H and M. I got these. These are also from H and M, but I got them from yeah. Goodwill for two dollars. Amazing. Yeah, it oh was uh, the one that was closing down over here in East Nashville, right oh, next to the title so boxing. Yeah. So I went in there. I had this uh, this video that I had to be in. They're great. Um. And it was a video that we we filmed at the Patsy Klein house oh, up in Madison. Nice. Whoa. And they dressed me in all 1960s, like, mod clothes. Oh, it was cool as fuck. I'll have to show you a picture. That is rad. Yeah. I'd love to really see that. Cool. God, I love the 1960s. Yeah. Me too. If we could just be there. Oh, I mean, there was a lot of shit, though, in the 60s. But there's a lot of really cool parts to that. Which I feel like we're living in our own version of the 60s right now. It's like, you know, here we are once again facing all kinds of weird political crap where human rights are actually being reconsidered again and it's crazy like did you hear about what's happening right now what's happening right trump now? wants to take away people's rights like of kids that were born in the united states no i didn't hear um, about but this. to immigrant families so he doesn't want those kids to have citizenship even though they're born here like that's how that's where we are right now. That's what we're facing. Yeah, it's a... Uh, so I need to go vote. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. Yeah. I've never voted before, but this is... I've registered to vote. I'm going to actually vote this time. Go, do it. Yeah, we've got... And uh, got I don't really one. know how to, how to feel about it. I don't really know how to feel about most things, honestly. Yeah. Most, most of the time. is because it's like... That's how we're programmed. It's, uh, it, it's real difficult to try and keep up with everything that's going on because it feels it real is. toxic to yes. my spirit. Yeah. And trying to not get into the blood sport of it. Yeah. Because it's like, I really like business a lot and I enjoy the hustle and the game of things. 
So that definitely has attracted me to politics uh-huh. at points in my life where I'm super into it. But I feel, although maybe I'm doing good for the macro, I'm not doing good for the micro, micro. which is myself. Yeah. So I haven't really found that balance of figuring out how to discuss what I really believe and be authentic and genuine yeah. how I feel about something. I feel like that's like everybody. Yeah. You're, and you're one step closer just because you re- know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really important. You know, everybody is real, uh, real fucking mad at each other and it yeah. makes me, it makes me sad because it's like, yeah. I think it's really important to, and this is something that I had to come around to eventually. Uh-huh. It's really important to love your enemy. Yeah. Because perhaps they have criticisms of you that those who agree with you don't necessarily see. They might have something valid to say. Yeah. They might have a lot of shit that's not valid. Yeah. But there might be some 10% in there. Yeah. That might be valid. And that's what we call being truly open-minded. That's disappeared, I think. Yeah. And it makes me uh it makes me sad. Which you know? is yeah, people have lost this sense of like seeing things from others perspective and that empathy and on both sides you know it is because it's hard it's not a natural thing for everybody perspective is a big deal i feel like there's a lot of people in america on both sides that don't necessarily have perspective right now yeah we've lost touch with reality entirely and there is there is definitely a, a small fraction of me, a chaotic anarchist that deep down <laughs> loves the fucking insanity because it's just like the reality. Kanye West went to the White House. I know, what world my are we God. living in? Like, I, I feel like people don't want Ugh. to talk about how fucking insane things are. Yeah. Can we just take a step back and talk yeah. about how crazy things have gotten? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's all crazy right. to the, the max right now. Yeah. And it's like all politics aside. no, no views, no anything. We're living in a completely insane fucking time. Uh, Absolutely. We are in an alternate reality right now. It feels like that. Yeah. I think that's kind of exciting because anything can happen at this point. Like Bernstein Bears and stuff, you know? Like the Mandela effect? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like the Bernstein Bears. Shazam? Every time, yeah, every time I see a book... Oh my god, I'm freaked out by it. I can't even think about it. It feels like it's one of those moments where it was just a reboot point. And there's been, I think, the first moment that I remember that felt like a reboot point in my life was 9-11. Mm. First and foremost, like, that yeah. was just like... What a time. We're living in a different reality now, even as a kid. Yeah. And then Definitely. Trump getting elected, and then I think another thing that was another reality reboot point was the shooting that happened in Vegas. Oh, where it was yeah. just like, that can fucking happen now and it seems like every six months or so there's some event whether it's good or bad that's like oh shit that can happen now yeah it's terrifying it's a scary world for sure we're living in a simulation it's Halloween it's all the time (laughs) we've entered the alternate reality of Halloween yeah man you know every reality is an alternate reality I guess Elon Musk says we're living in a simulation Really? Yeah. That could be possible. I believe it. Yeah. I think that's most likely true. Uh, I think that we have... This is another thing that I feel like people aren't really talking about. 
everybody wants to argue, but no one's really talking about the fact that we can, I, at least I want to believe, can control our own destinies to a certain point. Yeah. Which is really hard to acknowledge. And some people have to work, unfortunately, a little bit harder than other people. Yeah. But I think that we all have an opportunity to really find ourselves in who we are. Especially in this modern world of technology. Yeah. Anything's possible, man. Anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, other than November 18th, do you have any other dates coming um, up? I, I really have been trying to keep it to the minimum. But actually, you know what? I just... I think this is confirmed. If not, it's okay. Um, but on Black Friday, after... Uh, everything's for November. Yeah, I guess November's just a few... November is tomorrow, it's dude. It's tomorrow. November is tomorrow. This is going up next Wednesday. Perfect. November 7th. Very tight. So, yeah. So, we've got November 18th and then November, what is it, 23rd, technically, is Black Friday? November. Mm -hmm. What are, The day after Thanksgiving, we're playing at a Vinyl Tap. And then after that, I think we're playing, um doing a Christmas thing, just like all of the holidays. Oh my God, they're already it. covered. Yeah, we're doing a Christmas spectacular at Radio Cafe. Um, cool, that's right. We're going to be doing here, right? just Christmas songs, so I'm really excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Christmas so much. Really? Halloween and Christmas, those are my favorites, yeah. And I think I have my parents to thank for that, because we really, we threw huge Halloween parties and huge Christmas parties. It was a well-balanced life. Yeah. That is a well-balanced life. Yeah, it was really nice. Fuck 4th yeah. of July. <laughs> Fuck whoa, Easter. Whoa, 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 I got a thing with 4th of July. I love 4th of July, and I'll tell you why. My birthday is July 6th. So really? July 4th always felt like like the kickoff to my oh, birthday. okay. So I, like, and I the grew up on the beach. celebration of Alexis. Dude, dude, yeah, I grew up on the beach, too. So, like, 4th of July was legit. You just, like, go to the beach and barbecue, like, hang out in the water, jet ski sometimes. Like, take out the boat, go fishing. But, uh, dude, yeah, I love 4th of July. <laughs> I grew up in a town that was well-suited for summer. Yeah. For sure. Also, thank you to my parents for that. So, it's pretty dope. Social media. <laughs> how can people find you? All the stuff. Instagram, Facebook. Yes, everything. Twitter. I just started. I, like, go back and forth with Twitter. I don't know how to twit. Or I don't tweet. think anybody really twit, tweet. does unless they have the blue check mark. Yeah, I like so people. You just like please tweet at me because I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. But other than that, Instagram is lit. <laughs> what is your Instagram handle? It is Tennessee Muscle Candy. Okay. Straight up, it's just my name. And Facebook. Tennessee Muscle Candy. Twitter. T N Muscle Candy. Okay. Yeah, like the abbreviated version of Tennessee Muscle Candy. Great. Well, to wrap things up, is there any final thoughts that you have that you'd like to share with your fans? Uh, I probably should, but, you know, just keep it weird, keep it real. That's about it. I'll regret Deuces. saying that later. So, yeah, cool. <laughs>